The following statement was released today by Spartan Dog 97 in response to about his return to Bacon Wire. Quote unquote, I'm back. Welcome to Bacon Wire. We welcome back our good boy, my co-host, Spartan Dog 97. Welcome back. Lucas, it's so good to be back, my friend. It's great. I'm, I'm so excited to be back with you. Um, I took some time off. I needed to uh, get acclimated to a big boy job I had accepted and yep. finished up my final undergrad class at MSU. Um, those things are in the past and the future, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is the podcast. And the future is not only just the podcast, the future is Lucas hosting the podcast. Yep. I am back in a capacity of, uh, I forgot who sang it, but I am back in the capacity of partying and bullshitting. And I plan on doing a lot of both. It's a notorious B.I.G. So. And, okay. and we're joined by uh, Matt again, Matty Matt on Twitter. Welcome. Um, Thank you for coming with us on this, uh, this ride. I would not miss it for the world to, to see the return of SD97 to the Bacon Wire podcast. I have actually been waiting in the Zoom room for uh, months. I just left it on <laughs> hoping, hoping he would just join out of uh, just randomly and, and talking to no one. So you're, you're, you're the SpongeBob meme where he's just sitting there with his cup of coffee. I was going to yeah. say, I was going to say, Lucas, a meme that might make uh, a reference that might make a little more sense to you. Matt was doing the opposite of uh, Ben Affleck's speech from Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> where Matt would wake up every morning and go to the Zoom room. And for the first five seconds, he pulled up to the Zoom room. He would hope that I would come in. <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> well, we're back. Not. I mean, not a whole lot went on the last week, MSU stuff. I mean, I had Dylan with me last week, and I mean, we talked about some of the four stars that we got since we were on like a little two-week break just because I was fucking busy. But um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on what's conspired regarding MSU, like the four stars we're grabbing or... Um, Caden Hauser got bumped up to a four-star. Yeah. Yeah. Four star you, baby. We're That's fucking four star you. Antonio Gates Jr. might be bumped up a little bit sooner, maybe. Um, yeah. As far as I saw, that those rankings might bump up um, even further. Right? Is doesn't Spark or doesn't twenty four seven still have to update? I think so. I'm not sure on that. I'm not as twenty four seven updates come out later this week. I do believe either tomorrow or Friday. So I do believe those updates are coming. And let me just, you know, um, I have a hard time understanding what anything is, uh, what stars mean. So I always just equate it to the Georgia star system. So <laughs> For example, a Michigan four-star is a Georgia three-star, which is a Texas two-star, uh, which is a Maine, like, which is the top recruit in Maine or whatever. Uh, it's all relative scale, and it all centers around the state of Georgia. So if Mel Tucker ever lands a Georgia five-star, uh, I give – this the people listening to this podcast right now on whatever fine podcast platform you you, you listen to it uh permission to lose your fucking shit because 
in on the Spartan Dog 97 scale, it does not get better than a Georgia five-star. There is no recruit better than a Georgia five-star. Correct. Yeah, that's the cream of the crop right there. Um, so, like, Matt, do you guys have anything else on what's been going on? I mean, like – I made what? a wild parlay bet. Okay. That might be interesting. Um, I took uh, – I did it out of anger um, <laughs> because I um, – talked about this in my sports betting group chat, a different one, um, that I thought that MSU over four and a half is a good take, which I think we all are are agreeing on. At the time, it was MSU four, or MSU for, I think it was, whenever it was, it was three and a half at the time, right? I I thought it opened at four and a half. Okay, well, it was was the the lowest one it opened at. Okay. and I uh, also, I said that was a lock because, you know, we can always say when, whether it's a lock or not. And then I said um, Rutgers plus 15 and a half against Michigan was a lock. Ooh. And uh, someone who won't be named, but I, they are on Twitter, so we'll see if they ever see it, um, said that that was a homer pick. And declared it, oh, I we to disregard to the rest of the chat. And I t- took that parlay in anger. Um, chat, wait, Matt, what chat are you talking about? Not a, it's not, it's, it's a, not a Twitter chat. It's a texting chat amongst, uh, amongst my, my friends in Chicago. And okay. um, I, I got very angry. So I put, um, I put some money down on the parlay between the two, because I personally think that 15 plus 15 and a half for Rutgers is extremely low against Michigan, especially if Michigan is where their fans and MSU fans seem to think they are going to be this year. And for a team uh, in Rutgers that is on the rise, whether you anyone wants to admit it or not, um, getting what, or getting less than two touchdowns at 15 and a half? Um, I mean, getting beat by Michigan when they went to triple overtime, I think is uh, I think that's a one touchdown game, but maybe I'm a little ahead of myself. But... Matt, I think I think you're overlooking one important factor, determining factor in in your in your analysis. Okay, it wasn't analysis; it was it was a rage in it your rage bet. Of, yeah. um, you know, when you're bit when you were rage betting, you should have thought of this. Uh, what if they went out, huh? Oh. <laughs> what if they just fucking did it? What if we? What if they just went out there? And they fucking became legends. Dude, what if they went out? What no if? one's gonna remember, no one's gonna remember the Washington game or the that's Western be, game. That's gonna be the season finale of the Disney Plus series, Marvel's What If is gonna be the watcher going, What if Michigan football won out in 2020? <laughs> I uh I, I I will say I did one time try to watch the Amazon series on uh, the University of Michigan, the uh, all or nothing, um, to see well, they they glazed over the 2017 MSU game, which I was a little bummed that they they didn't show the entire. Well, game. yeah, they didn't show the entire game because it was a fluke. It was raining. They, right, they, right. Yeah. It doesn't count when it rains. When it rains, they skip those games. But um, I, I did note that uh, Jim Harbaugh's locker room presence um, to say that that Cade's Cade McNamara's speech really matches the same intensity of uh jim harbaugh's uh locker room candor he, he, he you know I'll, I'll leave it at that i guess uh it's uh 
I was just say it doesn't get you riled up like the Mel Tucker ones, but maybe that's just a fan bias. I'm, I'm being accused of a lot of homerism recently. So, I mean, we've all been accused of it. I mean, we're an MSU podcast, so I'm I don't give a shit if people think we're homers because I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I try to be realistic when it's possible, but I don't know. It's you know, we're just here to have fun more than anything. We're here to the, the new age of this podcast. <laughs> Um, the era we're entering, uh, you know, much like Taylor Swift's uh, reputation era, uh, this is this is our party and bullshit era, <laughs> where we're just gonna let takes fly, and we're no longer worried about um, our reputation. Uh, so I have a scorching hot take. Mm. Um, you know. In the past, it has been a popular, a popular thing amongst people who follow collegiate athletics to say not to badmouth uh, recruits who don't pick your school. But there is nothing that says there is nothing. There's no precedent of a generational recruit who picks your school uh, announces it on ESPN goes <laughs> to play for a Mickey Mouse prep school for, for daddy shits the bed and then decommits and is now probably going to chase a bag at Memphis and a first round exit. Yeah. I'm not going to Privately, I've called this person um, things, certain words that I will not repeat in public because uh, we do have three female listeners. I, I do look at the demographics. There are three female listeners. Uh, hi, mom. Uh, hi, grandma. Uh, hi, Cassie. Hi, Cassie. Um, those are our three female listeners. And I, I just got to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm over the Imani Bates shit. I don't care. Oh, that's I, who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I know there were a lot of generational talents who committed to MSU on ESPN and then decommitted. But the mm. one I'm talking about specifically right now is Imani Bates. Mm. I, like I just don't like. I'm. I just don't care. I'm beyond. I'm beyond caring at this point. Because it just, it's part of the reason why before this podcast, I didn't really follow recruiting in the first place, because I just feel like the whole, the whole process has gotten out of control. Okay. And it's only going to get worse in the NIL era, even though. I believe NIL is the first positive step the NCAA has taken towards anything in decades. Uh, so don't mistake my criticism of Amani for criticism of NIL as a whole. NIL is part of what the NCAA should be doing to compensate players. I'm like, I just like, I, I find it hard to give a shit at this point, Matt. Like I don't, I don't fucking care. Let it. I know 
in my gut, in my plums. I can mm. feel it in my plums. Preach. That Amani's not Amani's not coming back. He's no. going to Memphis. No. You can it, the writing's on the wall. And oh, yeah. as much as he can try to misdirect and smoke signal, um, honestly, Amani's a Amani's a show at Mercedes-Benz Stadium where he plays Donda and then doesn't drop it away from me being totally fed up with this entire fucking endeavor. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I 100% am with you is that where I'm at now is when he was coming and then it got silent. Um, I, I think everyone was kind of like, okay, we, well, we haven't even heard anything from the camp. And then we had, uh, and, and then it just was silent forever. Like we hadn't heard anything from the Bates camp for like months. And then um, there was word that he was kind of waffling. Um, and was he I also flaking? Or was was, just... There was word that he was then flaky. And uh, I think the two things with following the recruiting like that and for recruiting guys like that, A, I I just hate to see it because it seems pretty disrespectful to Tom Izzo, um, who I think is probably a genuine recruiter um, and a nice guy about it. So I hate to see it. He's like, you know, the MSU godfather of everything. So you get kind of mad if anyone starts disrespecting him. Um, especially Illinois fans, but, um, (laughs) I, 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 I am also just exhausted with it is that it's like, dude, I don't, I was just starting to kind of care about recruiting. And now when you're going to be like, Hey, I might be joining, I might, might commit. It's like, dude, I don't care anymore. Like I'm an adult. If I care this much, it's super, super friggin' weird versus it's like, okay, man, sure. In, in, Two years, you're not even going to be in that in college. So why why do I give a shit that much? It affects one season of my life. And honestly, the way it's happened with um, when we had an even better class, I think, with like Miles Bridges and all them, we didn't we didn't close on that. So it's MSU teams that do well that get me excited are gritty teams that have a lot of chemistry, like 2019, 2020. Those the Cassius Winston teams were, were sick and they had me really jazzed about having the fortitude to go far like that. When you have a, a superstar that, that maybe shows some maturity issues, who knows? And I, you know, um, I don't, I'm not that like, whatever. It'd be great to have him absolutely join the team. I think you could learn a lot from Tom Ezzo, but at this point I'm like, whatever, man. I, just, I don't Take want him in school. No one gives a shit anymore. Like you're wearing it, out your welcome. It is August 18th. Uh, August 18th. Alabama rush, Alabama sorority rush has come on to TikTok, trended wildly for three days and left and left the spotlight. Like, I like what is he wait? I I just don't understand what he what he's waiting for, like, like obviously athletes don't go to fucking class. Like I'm not gonna kid myself and go, Amani, you're gonna miss syllabus week. You better commit. So you better go somewhere. Like he's gonna be there for six months max. Yeah, and then dip. So like I'm not like. I'm not naive, but it's like at a certain point, it's like. 
you know, Jane Aikens and Pierre Brooks and a lot of 2021 recruits where a class of which Amani is a part of now, like they've been on campus for two and a half months. Like a lot of foundational work has already been laid. And yeah, I mean, it's, I, like I said, I don't, I'm done caring. I'm, I'm better off. We're all better off as fans, assuming he's not coming and just living our lives versus sitting there speculating on the word of a high schooler. I, and, and that for me, as much as recruiting has been really fun and a cool thing to see, I think, especially on the football side, it's kind of also where it's like, I, I think because MSU hasn't care, hasn't had to care that much about recruiting is that it, we, we can easily disconnect from it and not be strung along like that. And I, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not attached to him as much, I think, as other people. And I hope, I hope the fan base in whole is kind of feeling the same way. And, I, and from what I've seen, everyone's kind of like, whatever, cool, man. Like, yeah. get up and like move, move on. And it's like, it's like having an ex-girlfriend who's like, constantly trying to tell you that they miss you but you shouldn't they shouldn't get back together but they miss you it's like stop messaging me i don't care i'm done caring actually i'm blocking like matt you heard it here first you've hit you've heard it here first people matt has had intercourse i am he has had sex the line he has had oh, sex yeah. everyone am, uh, yes congratulations What's on it the like? sex it's pretty cool Thank, um it what does is it feel what is is terrifying in in fifth grade uh they split us up boys and girls and took us to the cafeteria and we watched the movie it was a shitty mid-90s vhs about puberty (laughs) and sexual reproduction there was nothing that racy about it okay but at the end our principal took questions from the collection of fifth grade boys. And this kid raises his hand and asks the principal of of the elementary school, what does sex feel like? Hell yeah. (laughs) And that little boy grew up. I think he's a paramedic in Washington somewhere. It wasn't me. Um, (laughs) Look, okay, we're waiting. (laughs) Um, that little boy grew up to be barack obama (laughs) i I imagine i imagine after his first time when they go how was that he goes it was great but i already knew (laughs) yeah it's like oh i thought you told me you were a virgin and i go yeah my principal explained it to me in vulgar detail (laughs) it's like uh the simpsons when barton when bart's class watches that puberty or that video about sex ed it's like the bunnies like Fuzzy yeah. Wuzzy was growing fur where fur didn't grow before. <laughs> they show the vault. Well, they don't show it. Like the sex scene and Mrs. Krabappel's like, oh, she's faking it. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Speaking of growth, uh, there is a new relentless working every day Michigan State football video that just dropped. Rentless? Relentless. Rentless. Rentless. Um, <laughs> And it looks like right now they're still showing equal amounts, Peyton Thorne, Anthony Russo. But how, how have you guys felt about the, uh, the, the full court press the media team seems to be putting on for, for camp and still the uh, coach speak and uh, shrouding of mystery of what is going on and who is starting? Because I don't know like, anything. I, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I understand, right. That things can, that, you know, that Michigan, that the Michigan state quarterback situation is, is fluid, right? There's no established guy in that role right now. But I personally, uh, I find it a little hard to believe that Mel would bring in Russo without intending him to be the week one starter. Now, bear in mind, that doesn't mean Thorne's not playing at all week one, and that doesn't mean Russo is going to be the starter for this season. But I just don't – I I the film I've watched of Anthony Russo at Temple, granted, it's against group of five competition. But to be honest with you, any conference, not the SEC is, you know, it's like the SEC, the rest of the power five, the group of five and power five conferences are closer to each other than the power five conferences in the SEC. Yeah. Pretty much. So, you know, t- take that how you take that how you will. But like I was really impressed with some of the with some of the stuff I've seen from Rousseau. And like obviously, like if we're gonna trust Tucker as this incredible talent evaluator of of high school talent, then I don't think we should rule out a quarterback that he handpicked to bring in. Yeah. I think he knows who he's who he's going with. It's all coaches do. The the competition is just it's just so coaches don't know how to don't know what film to watch. It's right. it's a it's a it's a pissing contest. Yeah, because uh, we're we're two weeks out. So I mean he he knows who he's going with and it's it's gonna be a secret until the day of. Yeah, I, I've had coaches in my family. I grew up around a lot of coaches. Coaches know they're starting lineups within 10 days yeah. of a, of the start of this within 10 days of the beginning of practice. Yeah. So to think that Tucker is laying awake at three o'clock in the morning, watching practice dailies, trying to decide who's starting against Northwestern. You're mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're a fucking idiot. He knows who's starting. He knows who's going to be under, who's going to be under center that first much, game. Against much like Ace Airbender. He's sleeping well at night right now. He knows what's going on. Yeah, um, sleeping fast. <laughs> yeah, sleep fast. Yeah, sleep fast. Um, Sleeps fast. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on – I'd like to talk about the Detroit Tigers stuff. And mm. the first the first question is – Pitch to Miguel Cabrera, you fucking yeah. cowards. You fucking cowards. You fucking assholes are going to walk Cabrera this whole series, and he's going to hit 500 – in a fucking quarter-empty Kauffman Stadium, you fucking cucks. Fuck you, Los Angeles Angels. You're wasting two of the ten best players in Major League Baseball right now, you fucking cocksuckers. Just yeah. let Cabrera hit 500 at Comerica, you fucking assholes. I mean, just just like – oh, I forget. It's like the bench warmers when they uh, tell the kid, like, what pitch is coming and to, like, swing at it. Just do that for him one time, and then he can fuck off the rest of the year. But, yeah, I, I really hope it happens tonight or tomorrow or otherwise. Yeah, it's going to happen, like, first pitch at Kauffman Stadium. And there's going to be, like, 
350 you... people there. <laughs> yeah. who, like one. Go ahead. Who, who do you want? Who's, who's your ideal person to catch that ball? And what do you think their celebration should be when they catch oh, it? Oh, I, I know who I want to catch it. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want a cancer patient to catch it in their beer. Oh. Yeah, that's better. I want I want them to like Odell it in their beer cup, <laughs> like stretch backwards into the into the beer cup. And I want to see them and I want to see them happier than they've been in years. That's what I want. What if an away team fan catches it and throws it back? They won't. Like That's what if like, it, no way. What if it's what if it's the kid? What if it's like how they get those like when the little kid gets it and they throw it back because they just don't know what's going no, on? No way. I would like, An adult I would, will wrestle that ball away from a kid if, if he... <laughs> yeah. I would like him or I'd like our good friend Chris Castellani to catch it. Um it's it's the year of Chris Castellani. Uh you know, he's yeah, he's doing big things. I'm happy for him. I am too. He deserves it. He grinded for years. Um, you know. Wishing bad things upon him is cruel. It's mean. It doesn't belong here. Uh, and I just, I want the best for Chris Castellani. That's what I want. I mean, I about shit myself when I saw that he was on the dozen. But I mean, it felt like I was in some bizarro world. But I mean, Chris, get us on. This is Chris is Michigan Twitter's hero. And one day MSU Twitter will find a hero similar to him. I think we know who it is, but you know, we, we need to wait for them to rise finally and, and take, yeah, their, take we need, a, he needs to create more MSU content. Um, <laughs> like, Oh, and speaking of cancer, this is a bad uh, segue. No. Um, there's a, a, a lady in my area in Kalamazoo who said a, a gym was going to donate a thousand dollars in October, 2020 she called them out and it's this really shitty gym. And the, the owner said, hi, Marilyn, I already allocated a couple grand to cancer folks this week. Since you brought this to my attention, please bring your idiotic virtual virtue signaling to another gym as you are not allowed here anymore. Also, if getting sick is the coolest thing you have going for you, I suggest looking into reading books or seeking out a hobby. Good luck. This dude, this dude was supposed to donate to her like six or like almost a year ago. And then, of course, he's like, I was going to, uh, he apologized and like going to a sick friend, going to take care of a sick friend. I've donated to St. Jude's Hospital and I'm going to pay her back. So I don't know. I just blew my mind while we were talking about it. Then, you know, that well, was a Jim bad. Halpert's, Jim Halpert's kind of an asshole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so I wasn't paying attention. You said the word Jim and I just went to office. No, it's okay. Um, there's just some get really shitty gym owner around here, like told a lady with cancer that she's virtue signaling and, uh, yeah, pretty fucked well, up. Well, yeah, she didn't, she didn't do enough curls, bro. Like <laughs> everyone knows cancer is caused by not by skipping arms. Yeah. <laughs> you buy, if you do buys and tries, you will never get cancer ever. <laughs> um, so back to tigers. Did you guys see the, have you seen this? Have you heard about this folks have, uh, the Jack Morris audio. Did you did you guys hear it? Uh, I yeah. Uh, you Ooh. know, Jack Morris uh, pr- 
prides himself as a man of faith. <laughs> and there's a dr- there's a drive down to deep left field by Castellanos, and that'll be a home run. Four nothing um, ball game. Four nothing ball game. Um, I don't know if Jack Morris will ever put on the headset again. Um, uh, so Matt, what he did um, when Shohei Otani came up, he uh, Shep asked him like, "How would you, how would you deal with pitching to him?" And he said, in a uh, mocking Oriental Chinese, excuse me, Chinese term or uh, uh, dialect. He, d- he did a long. Have you seen Sixteen Candles, Matt? Uh, yes. He did a long duck dong impression. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah, yeah, he said, I'd be very, very careful. And then he said something else, too. And then he apologized and was like, this is the part that I think is going to bite him in the ass, is he goes, I'm sorry if you were offended. Yeah. The, the, uh, that's tough to quote I mean, Jeff. Honestly, like saying, saying, <clears throat> saying, apologizing to people if and only if they were offended is um kind of along the same lines of I'm trying to come up with I'm trying to come up with an analogy here. I'm I'm working on the fly. This is the party and bullshit era of the pod, Lucas. There's gonna be a lot more uh there there are gonna be 20% more uhs and ums than there ever were. Oh there's no there's no agenda. There's no Just, schedule. There's no there's editing time for analogies. There was no yeah the, the the overproduced podcast you once knew is over. It's dead. I, no I, more. No more. It's now free flow. It's like jazz. I, I have an OCD wife that like makes me edit out every uh or like dead air in our podcast. So I really I think you should just like add beeps. beeps. Nope. Fifteen percent more dead air. Fifteen yeah, more percent beeps. more dead air. Um, I I am going. The most work I'm going to put in this podcast is analyze the dead air episode over episode and make sure we have 15% more. <laughs> I think we should have an episode where we all try to find Colorado's last top 10 win, and it'll be a 50-minute episode of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, and then at the end, someone will goes, I got it. And then it cuts off at the end. <laughs> well, there will be a, a segment right in like the halfway point where we'll be like, Oh, and then I'll be like, oh, they lost. And be like, they played a top 10 team. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so yeah, I just ending on the Jack Morris shit. I think he's fired. I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, he's apologizing gone. if you were offended, <laughs> like is like punching someone in the face <laughs> and going like sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> It's like if you're hurt, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you have a black eye, except <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he's fucking gone. Um, I just I, I just saw it when I woke up this morning. I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Um, Which I'm sorry, but Jack Morris is probably the worst color commentator oh, I've ever seen. He's he's boring as shit. Did you guys watch the uh, Field of Dreams game? No, I wa- I watched the highlights that. It seemed like a pretty fucking awesome game. I, I did not watch it. I don't watch a lot of baseball, but I watched yeah. I watched about an inning and I was like, oh, it's in a field. And that was here's my proposal. Uh the World Series should be played exclusively at the Field of Dreams. Ooh. No switching between home teams 
uh, stadiums. I like that. Yeah. It's played exclusively at the Field of Dreams. Every game, every game, Kevin Costner throws out the first pitch, (laughs) and every game they walk out of the corn stalks. How much like that they walk? Can you imagine how much tickets would be? Because I think it's only like what seven thousand fans. I don't. We do not care. (laughs) I I can imagine because the Cubs had that where they only allowed limited capacity, and the tickets went like they just went through the through the roof basically yeah shot up i mean i don't don't like the cubs enough to go sorry cubs fans whoever listens (laughs) uh but there's less of them now than there were in april so oh yeah no it's it's uh uh, they got they got nuked kind of bad um my my friends who are hardcore cubs fans are pretty distraught so um saying the cubs had a hiroshima would be an insult uh, so the would be an insult to Hiroshima because what happened to the Cubs was way worse. I mean, you, 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 Javi Baez's shadow is burned on the wall. <laughs> You'd like to keep one of those guys and like pay him, but they're just like, eh, fuck it, we're gonna dump them all. Oh, yes, yeah. it's um, I, I, I always love to ask Cubs fans what if it was worth it. And some of them are, are split on this, on whether it was worth it to um, win the World Series if it meant Wrigleyville got paved over. And some of them have a really rough time answering that question. And it doesn't win you a lot of friends around here. Well, you know, they, they paved Paradise and put up a rooftop bar. They put up, actually, a lucky strike. But, yes, they, they, paved, they paved the dive bar and put a, uh, a lucky strike up there. So I'm, I hope they enjoy it. But that's... Uh, that's neither here nor there, nor MSU talk. So I'm sorry. Back to Torque's. Ooh, Torque's first hit is a triple in Triple A. So I I, I want to see him. Sorry, I just saw it on the. That is one more Triple A hit than Tim Tebow has ever gotten. So that's a, that's a major milestone achievement. Oh, yeah, thoughts and prayers to Tim Tebow. Uh, got cut yesterday. Now he has to go back to his multi-million dollar analyst job uh, yeah. at, at ESPN. You got to feel for the guy. No, that's that's just a shame. Uh, he he got meaningful minutes in a preseason game after being out of the league for eight years. With a fucking awesome block, by the way, and awesome in quotation marks. Awesome. Did you see it? I I I saw I saw him have a stroke. <laughs> I'm not sure up. if I would qualify that as a block. Yeah, uh, like Doctor Evil block. Um, yeah. Oh. Other MSU news, uh, James Piot. Oh, shit. <laughs> Lucas, not a good start to your hosting. Not a good start to your hosting era, my friend. It's fast and loose. God. Sorry to frequent listener of the pod, James Piot. I know. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, congrats. James. I've just been so obsessed with wanting to get him on the pod. And it, uh, maybe that, I should that, it. that was fucking cool. I like. Yeah. So. As someone who doesn't follow golf, I might need it explained as to what happened, okay. but I do know it's a big deal for MSU. I just don't know what he did. So um, everyone on the PGA Tour, which are probably the events that you, if you watch golf at all, are the events you you pay attention to. Right. Okay. They all have to earn um, a PGA tour card. Um, and they have to perform 
at a certain, they have to perform at a certain metric year over year in order to retain their tour card. And that card gets them basically into any PGA event they choose. Okay. Um, there are, there are minor leagues to the PGA tour. There is the corn fairy tour, uh, which I imagine James Piat will spend the majority of his time uh, coming up soon outside of the major tournaments he's earned an invitation to um, by winning the U.S. Amateur. And then there is the Amateur, which uh, is basically for people who have not earned an invitation to neither the PGA Tour or the Corn Ferry Tour. And... Uh, they don't have many events. The only major event the amateur has is the U.S. amateur. Yes. Uh, so by winning that, he's now invited there. He gets a PGA card, or is that no? Uh, by by winning by winning that tournament, uh, James Piat has earned an invitation to the Masters. Oh, and the U.S. Open and the British Open. Oh, so that is three of the four, like they call them majors through the yeah, three right. of the four biggest golf tournaments of, of the year. Uh, James Piat now gets to go to. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's, that's like a dream come true for a lot of, for, for everyone who wants to be a golfer. Yeah. I mean, the way he did it was incredible yeah. too. I mean, he wasn't expected to perform well at all. And, you know, he kind of, he kind of stumbled out of the gates a little bit, but, you know, something just clicked, especially in the short game. His putting was phenomenal the final two days of the tournament. Yeah. I mean, he was down three strokes uh, with nine holes to go. And even in like for pros, it's almost like game over. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what you think, but he rallied, he made a 20 foot par putt that got him the victory. I mean, that was fucking awesome to see. Davis, if you're listening, feel free to correct me um, if I'm wrong on Please. Twitter, but Davis is going to kill me when I, for knowing, for not knowing any of that. And Matthew will probably no, be letting my DMs. With. Being down three strokes, Matt, with nine holes to go is like a basketball team being down, being down nine points with 16 seconds left yeah okay yeah that makes sense it's it's almost always a done like it can it can be done it absolutely can be done but it's it it's a high mountain to climb yeah okay all right that Um, makes sense yeah i'm i'm excited to see what this gets for him that'd be i mean it'd be crazy you know if in a year you know in uh april he wins a masters now i I hope he does, but you know, if he just starts to get that chance to get his PGA tour card, that'd be pretty great. Like it's just like the start of a, a what could be a legendary career for a Spartan. And I that's what I call relentless golf. Yeah. Plus the the logo on the polo he is wearing on Sunday. Mm, I did see golfing that. Sparty. Uh, yeah, is that's sick. Fucking is fucking phenomenal. I own the hat. I own the golfing Sparty hat in green, and it's my favorite hat. By far my favorite hat. 
I mean, Nike, Nike doesn't make golf equipment anymore, but I know they make apparel still. So hopefully I can find one of those polos or something. Um, let's see. I know I did. I, uh, I had my alumni outing at, at Forest Acres. They do sell them at the Forest Acres Pro Shop. Okay. I'll have to check that out when I'm on campus for, you know, <clears throat> as a season ticket holder now. Um, oh, welcome to the club. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I fucked up. I was too excited to buy the tickets, and I thought I was getting front row upper bowl. I got the very back row. That's oh. a that that's a hike. That <laughs> I've been there. I, like I where, sat there for the Oregon game, the 2015 Oregon. <laughs> I'm be game. getting my steps in. Our yeah, tickets were three hundred dollars. <laughs> where in the stadium are you? Like uh, our side, um, kind of in the middle. Really? That's that's yeah. like right where our seats were. That that's not a bad view. No, you I mean, know that, that that's that's what I gotta say about Spartan Stadium. Uh, you you actually don't have that luxury at some other stadiums, but you can get like a pillar as a view, like at Wrigley uh, at other stadiums. And at Spartan Stadium, there's not a bad at the shoe. You can sit behind a pillar, and um, <laughs> and I I know that because we've had seats behind a pillar before. Um, back in a previous life, but, um, at Spartan stadium, when, uh, we first started going there, that was, um, that was like the shock of like, Oh my God, every seat's good. <laughs> I mean, shoot, uh, the chances of me being able to scoot down a couple rows during a game are pretty high. Um, yeah, absolutely. especially since they haven't sold as many tickets as they want to. And I think, it, I think COVID's still scaring people. I'm not trying to bring up COVID, but coward 19. <laughs> I, I think it's people not scary. buying MSU football season tickets have coward 19. <laughs> I don't. So I'm, I'm there, but um, I, yeah, I got too excited because then I got the email a couple minutes later and I'm like, huh, row 30. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> I looked at the chart. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Lucas, we'll have to talk off air, but um are we like are we actually doing the tailgate, the Youngstown State tailgate? I I need to figure out how to go about getting a tailgate spot. Like I know that there is a very um there's like a group of people who like have their spots every year. So like, you know, boomers and just people who have had spots for decades, you know, or at least a couple of years. I don't want to step over people's toes and piss people off on, you know, on September 11th of all days. I don't want yeah, to do that to people. The holiest of holidays. The holiest day. But, you know, we're oh. going to try and get a tailgate. We're going to try and do hash brown buffet. Um, oh. You know, I'm so jealous. I'm, I'll miss all of that. I, uh, a post I do plan, on, I do plan on blacking out for five days for, uh, for the Northwestern games. So You're that's, going to that that's... one, aren't you? Oh yeah. I am. Uh, I, 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 uh, basically justified buying the, uh, the tickets that I think are behind, uh, the, the Spartan bench so that I can, uh, whisper relentless to Keon Coleman while he is, uh, <laughs> while he is waiting on the sideline to jump in. Here's a little, here's a little ASMR to, to kind of wrap up the pot here. Yeah. Uh, this is my impression of Matt whispering, uh, relentless into Keon Coleman's ear. Keon! Keon, come here. <laughs> hey, you. Hey. Hey, number zero. 
uh, I will have been drinking for, for about 72 hours, so it'll be a lot more of I know you look up your name. I'm on You'll Twitter. Relental. Red list. You gotta be red mortgage. Um, yeah, like I, the last thing I'll say about my season tickets is uh, I did get approval from the missus before doing them, but then there's a game right before our anniversary, so she wasn't too thrilled. So I, well, it's you know, before your anniversary, not on the day. Yeah, it's before. I'm, I'm like, hey, it's not on the yeah. day of anniversary. And she's like, I guess I won't see you. I, I don't know. Technically, what 364 <laughs> days of the year are before your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i'm just excited to have season tickets i mean even though I, if i can get another shot at them next year i won't Lucas, let me let me ask you this yeah uh what game uh what game is the one that's close to your anniversary <sighs> fuck i think it's uh the homecoming um is that western kentucky yeah i think it's western kentucky or no wait uh, yeah, it's, it's Western Kentucky. Yeah, and and let me ask you, let me ask you this: How close to your actual anniversary is it? Like, what window? Like, is it like? It's four days after after the game. Okay, so I know I was gonna I was gonna say if it's like a forty eight hour window for what you know Western Kentucky is kind of like a. SD, remember Cassie's gonna be listening. She's one of our. She's a third of our female. Yeah, she's thirty. So, 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 choose your words carefully. I have no comment here. I'm just, I'm having fun, partying and bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's all we got for this week. I mean, there really wasn't much on the agenda. Just wanted to say hi to my to my friends and welcome back, Spartan Dog, and you know, move forward with a new era of the pod. You know, just taking a, a little more chill, a little more. We're more sitting back, having some brews, and you know, vibing. I'd, I'd say we're, we're going to be more of a vibe. Yeah, no and... more trying. No more trying to be serious journalists because <laughs> that honestly kind of sucked. And I would just rather party and bullshit with a rotating cohort of my favorite people on MSU Twitter. Yeah, and, and remember, <laughs> if you're if you're ever angry or oh. find yourself mad, just spend money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the key. Uh, spend money or cut yourself. Um, yeah, weird. Spend weird money or write an angry letter and send it. Just send send record, the letter. Record yourself saying, "I'm going to kill the president of the United States." Now, <laughs> I, that was not me saying that. I I that is not me declaring my intentions that I want to kill the president of the United <laughs> States. I was just saying, as an example, if you were to get so angry at yourself and you, or at, <laughs> you needed to redirect your anger somewhere else, you could uh, say, I would like to dun, 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 dun. real, real quick before we go, I've been rewatching succession and I just every time I see Logan Roy, I'm like, "Oh, your hair's slicked back. It's definitely not pushed back." <laughs> yeah, and like um, Roman, Roman, I'm like, "Oh, your hair's slicked back too. You're just a big piece of shit, aren't you?" Roman, Roman Roy eats the sloppiest steaks at Giovanni's. 
He I've never been more him. sure of anything in my life. He douses. I, I actually uh, rewatched the just the tables skit uh, <laughs> over and over again today, and it was really cathartic. But like, I also didn't know why I did it. I was like, I should oh. really be working. It's one of my watched it. It's yeah. my favorite line that goes underrated in that skit. Are it's in the first video before she crashes, and she's like, "Tables are my corn." <laughs> I always, I always like uh, where she's yelling, uh, talking about Freddy Krueger yelling at her, and she goes, "I thought he was gonna kill me." <laughs> I just, I just love how it just every video ends with like a, a oh no, and then like a sound effect. And this is the angriest red. I've ever been. <laughs> I just in the beginning. Okay, we're gonna play the first tune, and don't ask me about the tables. <laughs> okay, all right, we we're oh, uh, if you never watch it, I think you should leave. Watch it, yeah, everyone, watch it. Lucas, I got you a gift actually for our first podcast back. Okay, um, they are size forty waist length 10, twelve jeans. Cho jeans. I got you cho jeans. As a gag gift, I was gonna kill myself. <laughs> Not really, folks. If you if get help, if you need help, get help. Um, yeah, and don't out. say you're gonna kill the president of the yeah, United States. Beep, Do not say that you out. are going to kill the president. Don't say it. Don't, and, uh, don't Lucas. Say it. I think when you're editing bye. out when you're editing out dead air for this, yeah. you should just edit out all gaps in speech. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just sentences constant. and words. It's just constant talking on it's top of one. It's constant sound. You should separate. You should download each screen individually and stack them on top of each other so we're all talking on top of each other. Like a roundtable at Fox News or CNN roundtable that you just see like eight the episodes will be five minutes each, <laughs> but they will be compressed uh, of just us each talking with no gaps. That would be the worst editing of ever. Like that'd be the most... You'd have to all we'd have to all be on separate tracks to make that even possible. You would, but have, at least at least it would be edited. It would yeah. be a one five star rating from some like Rain Man guy who'd be like, "This is the most efficient podcast I've ever listened to." Yeah, well, we'll save that for well, him. not a Rain Man guy, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman would become a dedicated listener to the pod for sure. Yeah. Um, he would just go. He would go, a lot of people think I shoved a gerbil up my ass, but that was Richard Gere. I get confused for Richard Gere a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're going to end it right there. I'm I'm going to go watch uh, Jane the Virgin. Fast and Loose. Huh? Fast and Loose. Party and bullshit, baby. Party and bullshit. Matt, thanks for joining us. No problem. Spartan Dog, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fellas, we're two well, – well, fuck it. We're two weeks away from football. I – Actually, week zero is next week. So we're about a week away, week and a half away from college football. So, fellas, until next time, go green. When's the when's the first game? I don't know. Uh, let me go white. Go white. Yeah. Okay. Go green. Go white. Pray for Chad Latt.